Hello, everybody. This is Paul Crawford, and welcome to this episode of How to Scale a Business podcast. I'm on with Trent um, Denman, the founder of the Elevation Performance Group. Thank you so much, Trent, for being in the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much, Paul. It's good to be here. Uh, Perfect. And let's start this one. Here's my first question for you, Um, Trent. Can you tell us about the history and background of your business? So Elevation Performance Group, I founded about a year and a half ago. And my whole impetus for behind uh, why I founded it was I had developed a successful sales career and I had a lot of clients and a lot of friends asking me questions about how they were to become successful in their own business. And, you know, I'd just been kind of coaching them in my part-time, you know, spare time here and there. Uh, And then it started uh, going into a little bit more of a high gear mode. And so I said, well, I need to create a a, uh, company so that I can, you know, pay the IRS and do all those kinds of things. And so that's kind of where it came from. So most of my clients are salespeople and sales managers who want to elevate their individual and organizational performance. Awesome. Glad to hear that one, Trent. And um, sharing that one, can you walk us through about your overall, um, you know, overall business strategy the past years? Yeah. Or something? So my primary area of focus and my primary uh, subject matter expertise is around client development, client and business development. So uh, a lot of salespeople and sales organizations struggle to develop enough leads. Now, I have a different definition for leads. Leads are typically low probability closing ratio uh, scenarios that typically you buy. Um, Sales opportunities is the way I like to refer to more warm opportunities that have a much higher closing ratio. So I had worked leads before, but what I found was as I developed into a successful sales career and have having built a successful book of business that sales opportunities are much more lucrative because as you develop them, it's all a whole lot warmer and a whole lot higher closing ratio. So at the end of the day, it's developing more leads, but I would say developing higher quality leads that I refer to as sales opportunities because those leads tend to close at a much higher rate than a traditional cold type of lead or cold type of outreach. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Trent. And to add on that one for this question, um, you know, how did you actually adapt it to, you know, the changes in your industry over the years? Well, my primary core of expertise is in the automotive business. And so obviously with COVID, there were supply chain challenges. And so over the course of time, I've had to develop my sales strategy a little bit around Not necessarily client acquisition because I haven't outbound prospected actively in many years because my uh, lead machine and my referral and my book of business uh, capability was so developed that most of what I handle are inbound sales opportunities. So the biggest challenge I've had to overcome or the biggest thing that I've seen in my industry is you know, more more of a supply chain uh, challenge. And so trying to come up with more 
innovative ways to be able to find clients' cars and be able to adapt to supply chain challenges. And so I work with clients around that a little bit, but you know, it's it's been very helpful in the last three and a half years to have developed some strategies around being able to find cars so that I can so that I can help my clients because I still have an active career as an auto broker and you know I do a lot of be, uh, business in that area as well so um, you know that really has been the biggest thing I've had to adapt to. Perfect. And now, can you give us um, like a specific or share any specific um, tactics or tools? Um, particularly effective in growing your business? Yeah. So for me, networking has been kind of a linchpin in what I do. So right. I'm an active member of BNI, Business Networking International. And I've been an active member of BNI for 12 and a half years. That's really kind of where I cut my teeth in terms of yeah. networking. So I actively uh, engage with that organization in my BNI group. Um, I also have very specific tailored um, prospecting that I have done that was centered towards people that I would refer to as power partners, people that are in similar industries, but we do different things and we intersect with clients all the time. So some examples in the automotive industry for me were auto, um, were, uh, I'm sorry, auto body shops, auto repair shops, insurance brokers, because they did not sell cars, but I didn't do respectively what they did. So it was a good complementary relationship. And I found professionals to network with that were running their business much like how I ran my business, because I feel that you're only going to be able to develop a successful book of business if you are doing business that's conducive to repeat and referral. And so I just sought out professionals in, in those industries, auto body work, auto repair work, and auto uh, insurance work that were aligned with my business philosophy, You know, taking good care of the clients, making sure that they were doing business um, that uh, was conducive to repeat and referral so that I could very confidently refer them business and they could confidently refer me business. And so that's really where a lot of that was. And then I think the third thing was just overall developing my sales skills. So, you know, continuing to try and be better with people and continue to try and be diplomatic and build relationships within my network. Because obviously BNI, Business Networking International, was a great industry to, or a great um, business to be a part of. Um, those networking groups were very valuable. Uh, power partner networking has been very valuable. And what I found was there was a lot of people in my network that were not in either of those areas. Friends, neighbors, relatives, faith-based groups, uh, you know, just hobbies that I did. There were a lot of different areas where people who uh, had a need for my services, whether it was coaching or whether it was automotive um, purchases, they, they all needed my services. And so as I became a little bit more efficient at making them aware of how I could help them, uh, they took me up on the offer and started calling me. Perfect. Perfect trend. I'm glad to hear that one. So now speaking of this like leads or your customer, um, can you talk about any like challenges or you know obstacles that you face in your business and how do you actually overcome them, Trent? I would say the initial challenge that I faced was 
It was one of those things where getting that steady stream of incoming business was very hard to get started, but it was very easy to keep going. And I think that the genius of what I do in my work was client selection. As I started Uh selecting and working with really good clients, that really made my career. And so, you know, I've, I've got the best clients in the world. Uh, they've not only been very loyal and very strong clients, but they've been really, they've made my career because it makes my job very easy when I can come to work uh, or I can work in my business and I can very easily be able to generate business because I'm working with great people. Perfect. Yeah. And um, additional speaking of that one, growing your business, can you speak or share us any like metrics or KPIs you use to measure the success of your business? I would say I look at my total revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I have certain goals and some of that is is uh, variable. But I also look at where my time is going. Uh, it has been probably the biggest challenge for me. It hasn't been lead or sales opportunity development as much as it's been time management. Um, Over the last three and a half years with COVID and with the supply chain challenges, um, I have had to get very creative at how I invest my time strategically and how I track it and I work on my productivity. And that has probably been the biggest thing with my coach and with my different uh, mentors and different development people getting around trying to figure out how to be more efficient. Now, one other part of it, which kind of relates to scale, is I developed a little bit of a training platform for my people Mm -hmm. where it was video-based and it was a standard operating procedures manual that was online that they could access very easily that could bring them through some of the common questions I was being asked. And that really made a big difference in terms of me working with my team to help them sell more. Perfect. And um, I have some few questions left here um, that I got, Trent. Now, um, speaking of those leads um, and selection of, you know, um, exact um, customer for you to grow your business, especially nowadays after COVID, how do you actually um, stay up to date with the, you know, latest trends and development in your industry? Well, the cool part about the way that I built my business a lot of it was based on relationship. Mm. And so my channels for developing business have not really changed, even though COVID has changed a lot. Um, A lot of avenues, and this is why I prefer sales opportunities to leads. If you're paying to advertise on a particular platform or you are paying for a particular lead or channel for business development, um, those very much are affected by every single thing that goes on in the market. Whereas doing business by invitation and referral, inviting people to do business with me and educating them on how they can do that, making it easy for them to do that, Mm -hmm. as well as coaching them and helping them figure out how to find me referrals that really is how my whole business built. So whether it's, you know, the early 1900s or the, you know, present times that we're in, 
Uh, those business channels for business development, even though there's been some idiosyncrasies that have changed, yeah. people are still people. And if you get good right. at developing relationships with those people and being a very good referable business person to those people, you will be successful. And so that really is where a lot of my business really made you know, just leaps and bounds. And it took me a long time to figure that out. But about 12 and a half years ago, when I began my career as an auto broker, that's when I was kind of forced to figure out how to build an organic book of business. And once I developed that, you know, about two years in, that's when everything started taking off. And then the relationships were there. And then as, you know, about a little over a decade later, as I started Elevation Performance Group, it worked in much the same way. Uh, all of my coaching clients and businesses that I work with, I found by personal invitation and referral only. Uh, that invitation referral framework that I built those businesses on uh, is very, very effective. Now, I am open to cold outreach and I am open to advertising and social media platforms and all those kind of things. I'm starting to develop that in my business. But what was beautiful about it is I took a business in automotive that is very heavy with Internet and social media and all those kind of things. And I was able to develop a Hall of Fame sales career just based on organic uh, networking and, and outreach. Nice, nice. And I just wanted to add one. Um, regarding this, um, can you add more about the partnership and collaborations you've formed you know, that help your business grow or something? Can you add yep. something on that one? So the benefit to partnership and collaboration is it is really, really beneficial when you are able to develop it. Now, I like the word collaboration more than I like the word partner because partnership in, um, kind of indicates that there is some type of a legal or formal relationship, whereas collaboration is more yeah. of a at-will type of a scenario. But in essence, it's it's kind of the same thing in terms of the, the spirit in which I mean it. But uh, the tough part about collaboration or partnership is it takes time to develop. The good part about partnership and collaboration is it takes a, a long time to develop, meaning that as I developed these relationships with these business professionals, it took a long time to develop. So it makes it really, really hard for my competition to move in and, and take over that relationship or usurp me in that relationship, in that collaboration. So. So I think I'm very, very strong on that. It is a little bit of a slower build, but I think mm -hmm. over the course of time, if you continue very strongly to develop that, that that will pay dividends as it goes forward. Nice. Um, nice, Trent. Thank you for that one. And I have two sets of questions uh, more for you. So now... Um... Can you give us an advice or to our listeners? Um, any advice that can you give to other businesses owners um, like looking to succeed to you know to succeed in your um, industry? The biggest piece of advice that I can give anyone in sales, since that's my main business focus, mm. sales and business development, is do not be afraid to develop business. There's a lot of people that enter the field of sales that end up leaving the field of sales because they cannot develop enough business. 
And as someone who has developed more business than I can handle in a lot of different areas and in those two businesses, it is really, really important to develop the skill of business acquisition. So sales skills are important. I do feel that that's very much a part of it. You want to be efficient in what you're doing, but you also want to be inoculated against any type of fear or any type of rejection. And the only way to do that is to get your reps in. I think if you're out constantly developing business and constantly building relationships and and doing the things that it takes to build a business going forward. I think that those are good, very strong life skills and soft skills that you can develop that will really pay dividends to your business in the form of, you know, just an endless stream of business that's incoming. Because when it really got powerful for me, was when I couldn't outbound prospect anymore because I had so many people calling me inbound requesting to do business with me. And once I hit that phase, it was the biggest challenge I faced beyond that was trying to figure out how to handle all the business. And in some regards, I really succeeded at that. And in other regards, I failed epically at that. But it was amazing to me how many people still to this day just Keep calling. It's all inbound. And inbound is very, very easy to process, whereas outbound is a little bit more difficult to start with. You're right. You're right. Really right, um, Trent. And lastly, um, now, I know you. there's actually a lot of coming um, you know, leads as what you shared earlier. But if you wanted to add more, if anybody wanted to connect or anyone thinking about working with you or mm-hmm. partnering or collaborating with you, where's the place that they can go or what's the best way to do that? So the best way to do that is to go to trentdenman.com. And then Mm -hmm. if you click uh, meet Trent or contact us, um, that'll have all my contact info there. I'm in the process of updating the website. So there's a couple of different ways to get in touch with me. I'm also on LinkedIn. I also am on Facebook. And so pretty easy to find me. And it's one of those things where, you know, I am in the active expansion um, of my business. So, you know, if somebody out there needs help elevating their performance or really being able to develop that inbound sales machine, uh, that's Mm -hmm. really where my core area of expertise is. Awesome. Thank you so much for answering all those questions, um, Trent. And um, now, um, another pour of liquid gold that we have acquired today from our guest. It is really our you know, pleasure having you in the show, Trent. Thank you, okay? Yeah, you bet. It was great to be here. Awesome. And guys, um, if you made this far, thank you so much for sticking with us. If you got any value from today's episode, we would love to get a rating or review on where you get the podcast. And if there's... If there is someone in midst of growing their business or taking, you know, thinking about starting a business, send this episode to them and then take one thing that you learned today and go out, implement it, execute, and let us know how it goes. We want to hear your wins. And above all, thanks for being with us today. We appreciate it a lot and see you on the next one. Cheers.